Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by your North Texas Ace Hardware dealers. And that's not just one hour, but both hours. So stop in and tell them thanks. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, here's Neil. All right, Stewie, thank you very, very much. Ace, thank you very, very much. Listeners, thank you very, very much. Callers, thank you very, very much. I don't have any right now, so let's fill up those lines. How about that? I'll just go ahead and say it again. 888-787-5543. This is the time to call. Don't be calling late in the hour and saying, I can't get through. Call now. You can get through. 888-787-5543. Let's talk about some of the things that you want to do this fall for re-landscaping. Nurseries sold out of some of their best plants this spring, and they're beginning to get some things back in now so that you have a supply of the uh, the popular plants. I, I'm going to recommend to you, don't plant something just because you could find it at a nursery and it was big and beautiful and it looked good. Make sure it is also well adapted. Ask the question. Talk to a certified nursery professional and make sure that that is a plant that is going to do well for you 12 months a year for the next 12 years. Uh, not just something that's going to look good when you get it home and plant it. There are things being sold now that are not necessarily winter hardy. are not going to not going to last for a long time. Um, and the reason that they are readily available is that people know better and didn't buy them. And they were left after the springtime. The the good plants went first, and uh, they're in short supply. I was thrilled yesterday to find uh, uh, some nice hollies that I need. And we're redoing a part of our landscape, and it, it was nice to find them because they they ran out last spring. Anyway, keep that in mind. It's a good time for landscaping. Let's talk about what you might want to do this fall. Uh, anything that's troubling you about what you have right now, that's why I'm here. 888-787-KLIF, 888-787-5543. I began doing commercial radio in 1978, 45 years at this uh, at this task, and I love doing it. It's even more fun when we get uh, get calls, so I look forward to that. We have Aurora in Dallas, and we'll go to her in just a few moments. 888-787-5543. When people think of Mueller, they think of quality steel buildings. They think of durable metal roofing. But that name Mueller means a lot more. It means that you're going to have a product manufactured by Mueller, including in-house engineers, to help design the building of your dreams. And it also means you'll have a company in business for more than 90 years standing behind your warranty. And it also means you'll get tons of added value, like roofing site visits, forklift delivery, and a Mueller assurance team that's ready to help you along the way. And... Mueller is on the cutting edge, designing and manufacturing new products like their greenhouses and standing seam roofing panels. To find out more about Mueller products, go to MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Give them a call at 877-2-MUELLER. That's 877-268-3553, or you can stop by one of their 36 locations. Mueller means more, and uh, that's MuellerInc.com, M-U-E-L-L-E-R-I-N-C.com. Hi, I'm Mandy from Hewlin Ace Hardware in Fort Worth. Come see us in the Garden Center for all your plants, pottery, and decor. Count on us for friendly service you can trust. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. All right, Mandy, thank you very, very much, and we uh, will go back to our phone lines. Let's uh, let's do that right now. We go to Aurora in Dallas. Thanks for calling. I appreciate that. How can I help you? Hello, Aurora? Yes. Can yes, you hear you're, me? I do. You're on the air. Thanks. All right. I have a large upstairs window that is six feet wide that gets pretty much full sun, and I keep the mini blinds closed all the time. But I want to know, can I put, like, a table, a long table or shelves or whatever, and have a year-round garden there? Could I grow tomatoes and peppers? What are your thoughts on an indoor year-round garden? Um, what direction does that window face? That's a good question. 
like it faces, um, well, it gets the sun in the evening, the full sun in the afternoon. It gets the full sun in the afternoon. So I don't know. I'm not good on directions. Well, that would be to the west. And yes, so is it west. is it reasonably dark then until noon or so? It's, uh, I wouldn't say dark, but it's not bright. It's yeah. not bright. Um, I'll put it this way. I You can certainly try. I would expect that the plants would be pretty, uh, pretty leggy. Uh, that's not very much light. Believe it or not, um, you probably have about 20% or 30% as much light there as you would have if you were eight feet outside that window in full sunlight uh-uh. it's just really? not yeah and tomatoes need full sunlight and so oh, I, okay. I think i think you'd be and peppers as well i think you're asking too much of them now if you were asking me about growing um, uh, leafy herbs or lettuce or something you you could maybe try that but uh-huh. but i i I don't think of all the vegetables you have, uh, tomatoes and peppers need as much sunlight as any vegetable crop that you would grow. Oh, so plant some flowers. You could, you could, yeah, you could, you could, well, there are lots of things that would grow beautifully in that kind of lighting. That's very bright light for a lot of houseplants. It's too bright for a lot of houseplants. So, you know, you have, you could, you could certainly try things uh, and, and see how they do. I'm having some, I'm having some mixed emotion about whether it faces due west or just tilted to the toward the west, or mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't tell without seeing it. And all yes. all you can do is experiment. If you want to buy a tomato plant and try it, if it starts leaning immediately toward the window or toward the corner of the window, that would tell you it doesn't face due west; that it faces uh-huh. northwest or southwest. But right. I, I don't think I would spend the, you don't really want tomatoes and the white flies and the other things that come with tomatoes in, inside with you. A tomato plant that's, well, that's healthy and vigorous is huge, and it, it would not be a good, good neighbor in your house. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much. Try, try some smaller herbs. Herbs would be nice, and that would be something you could use in your kitchen and, and just buy your tomatoes. But... You know, you could do uh, rosemary and, and basil and uh, uh, some of those, and those, I think, would do well for you. Oh, that sounds good. Okay. Yeah. And they and could be put in. it's too late to do tomatoes outside? Can I start tomatoes outside? Uh, it's, it's, it's late. It's not, I, I, I would not ever encourage somebody to plant on the 15th of July, but no. it, depends, <laughs> it depends on, but normally the 1st of July is the prime time. It depends on when the first huh? freeze comes. They'll need to be in pots. They'll either need to be in pots or up against the building where you can cover them if it gets cold early. The last couple of years, we've had a killing freeze in October, and that that would mean that planting this late would be pretty problematic. But it's worth a try. I saw some tomato transplants yesterday, so you could you could you can still find them. Wouldn't hurt anything to try. Nope. I'm a Not teacher, and I've been studying for this new test, and I'm behind on everything. So I'm like, okay, now I'm free till August 7th. I need to get going. Are you a teacher in public garden. schools? Yes, I am. A God bless you. Teacher. Thank you for yep. that. My wife is on the school board in McKinney. She ran for re-election this year and won. And there is okay. so there is so much lack of support at state level for public schools, and thank you for that. It's thank you for talent. what you're doing. Oh, you're welcome. We okay. love you. Appreciate that, Aurora. Good luck. All Thanks right. for the call. Thank you. you bet. Bye-bye. All right, let's see. Let me go to uh, Kevin in Fort Worth. Kevin, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, how are you, Neil? Uh, we have your book, and I keep telling my wife every question she asks me. Hey, just look in the book. You know? Anyway, uh, Neil, I, I, we have a, I have a couple questions, and I'll, I'll start off with the one that I called about real quick. It has to do with, uh, she had this, I think it was like a lily, and I can't remember the name of the lily, but it starts with a C. It's like Carnova lily or something like that, and it was starting to bud, and she was telling me about it, and then she went out the next morning, and sure enough, it was still looking like it was ready to, you know, uh, flower, and then she came back after work, and the the, uh, bud was gone. And uh, so I said, you know, has that that rooster been back again? (laughs) 
Uh, no, hasn't been back again, but it looks like, you know, somebody ate that thing. So then she looked on the leaf and she showed me a picture of it. It, it looked like as if somebody had taken a cigarette and burnt holes perfectly symmetrical. I mean, right in perfect line, you know, with each other, about four holes. Uh, and, you know, each about a half inch away from each other. And, again, in a perfect line. I don't think I could have done it uh, that perfectly myself you know you're talking about a canna c-a-n-n-a oh yeah yeah that sounds right yeah yeah that's a canna leaf roller what happens is the uh, the the worm that that does that chewing uh, actually kind of bores a hole through at a time when the leaf is still rolled together and uh it's if if you picture yourself with a a sheet of typing paper rolled up into a funnel and you take a yeah. very sharp drill bit, electric drill, yeah. and drill through, yeah. and then you unfold it. That's what you would have, and that's that's right, what right. the leaf yeah. roller has done. So, okay. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. The control for that is to use a systemic insecticide earlier in the season. Just make mental note now that next year yeah. you want to you want to do it about three or four weeks before you saw that damage this year. And uh, the systemic insecticide to use is a mouthful. It's imidacloprid, I-M-I-D-A-C-L-O-P-R-I-D. It's the most common insecticide there is now, and it is the most common systemic insecticide there is now, so you won't have any trouble finding it. It's I-M-I-D-A-C-L-O-P-R-I-D, imidacloprid. Okay. And you put it on, you have to, you have to give about a three- or four-week lead. Uh, for it to have time to get oh, okay. into the leaves. So like in June or something, do it, huh? Yeah, if you if you saw this at this time, you'd put it on mid-June. Usually with, okay. with canna leaf rollers, it's better to put it on in late May. Oh, okay, May. May or June anyway, maybe, okay. And I then the other, wait. The other I'd, thing I'd is, you know, on, I've been... I'd put it on in late May. Go ahead. Okay. So the other thing is I was listening to you one day and uh, you had mentioned about, uh, you know, so, so many people calling about St. Augustine and, you know, yeah, we had a bad, uh, uh, bad case of uh, these uh, uh, little critters that get in there. And I can't think of the name of them right now that are killing all this grass because it was out in the sun. It wasn't, you know, it, was, it, it wasn't shaded. That'd so be it was, chinch it had, bugs. Chinch bugs. There you go. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I called because uh, some of the area that we have is looking pretty brown. And uh, so I called my my uh, lawn guy and he came out and he said that uh, they inspected. They said they didn't see any chinch bugs. But everything that you said about St. Augustine with chinch bugs is what I'm experiencing in, in these patches. And I'm wondering uh, if you could give me some insight into that. Well, has an insecticide been applied to the lawn in the last month? He just did it. Yeah, he just did it, uh, let's say, two weeks ago or a week and a half ago or so, yeah. All right. And when did he look for the chinch bugs? At that time. (laughs) Yeah. Right after he he applied or right before he applied? I I presume it's right before he applied. uh, Yeah, that was a dumb question. I withdraw my question. Um, Okay. uh, I'm like an attorney. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Heaven forbid. The the truth is that was probably a little before they would have been active because it was still relatively cool and it was still raining a good bit. But they are going to be out there now. Um, at that point, we still were having some leftover uh, take-all root rot left from the springtime. I don't know what it—I don't know what your problem was. I can't tell without seeing it. Um, it could even—I I had gray leaf spot by to, then on my lawn. Is, okay, is there a way to send you pictures or? No, uh, no. That's why I put them on my website with photos because I—I'd mm-hmm. I'd have eight thousand of them every week. I. Uh, the the one time the one time when I started taking questions in my electronic newsletter in e gardens, I did not put a limit on them. I just said, "Send me your questions, and we'll answer the ones of greatest reader interest." And I had 110 the in the first day. And I don't know if you've ever answered detailed garden questions with photographs, 
but it takes no. about half an hour to answer each one of them, and it took me three weeks to get those done. Oh, and yeah. so, so we now limit it to ten or eleven each week, and oh, so I, I just I can't get around to all the emails. I, vertigo at the computer is my nemesis, and and uh, yeah. uh, so as a result, I. I I, I don't take emails that way. But I put it on, if you go to my home page of my website, neilsperry.com, yeah. it's all right there. And, and I have really good photos. I had the chinch bugs photographed there, a, a guy from Mississippi State. Uh, I just stole his photos with complete credit to him. It's a wonderful set of photos of what chinch bugs look like in their various stages um, and what the damage looks like uh, from a lawn in McKinney. Uh, I have, and that was my photo, I have a gray leaf spot, which I think may be what you had if, if your lawn care guy did not find chinch bugs. Did you see him down on his hands and knees looking in the grass? No, I didn't, but I did ask him if he if he looked. He said, yeah, I didn't see any. So, you know, that I also, that same question came to me, you're, you know, as, as how, how hard did he look? Did he just look from... You know, from standing there and looking down, because right. I think you have to get down on your knees and you do. check it out. Yeah, yeah, you do. You do. Um, but anyway, the the photos will right. let anybody identify what they have. It, it goes by what time of year is it and what are the exact symptoms. Uh, the symptoms of uh, take-all root rot in the spring are very different from the symptoms of gray leaf spot. And that's why I, I try not to describe them on the air because people can't, I, I can't get close enough to describing the difference uh to to help people it's it's more in my verbiage than it is in in their lack of understanding but with photos you oh. can see it so anyway take a look okay, at neilspray.com nice. thank you very much yeah yes sir You're, i'm gonna do that hey thanks right. for your time i appreciate you it. are welcome thanks for the call have a good day take care all right karen raleigh you'll be coming up in just a second we have two open lines folks give a call and we're going to the end of the program today uh, our pastor is uh, not going to be here with a birding feature today he has a pastoral obligation this afternoon so it's 888-787-klif 888-787-5543 Call right now, please, 888-787-5543. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening uh, may be the only gardening reference book that you will need to be successful in your landscape and in your garden here in Texas. It's a hardback with 344 pages, 840 of my photographs. It was printed in Texas, in San Antonio. I wanted to go to all the press checks to make sure the color was uh, uh, carried through accurately, and I just wanted to see it as it came off. Uh, it came off the presses, so I was there for almost three weeks. That was kind of interesting, very frankly. It's eleven chapters that cover lawns. Well, let me start at the beginning. Basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter two is that forty-eight page calendar of when to do everything. Chapters 3 through 11 are trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, uh, and then lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Chapter 2 is that calendar with all of that information, four pages per month of what needs to be done in that month, what you need to plant, what you need to prune, fertilize, and spray, and what plants need to be protected, what's going on. So all of that information uh, it's uh, a hardback printed on high-quality paper. So you get it for thirty-six ninety-five. That's a deal to get a hardback with all that quality for just thirty-six ninety-five. I did this. I self-published the book because I didn't want to work with a publisher that would cut a, a, everything in the interest of the bottom line. I wanted to be able to hire my own editor, Carolyn Skye, and my own graphic designer, Cindy Smith, and I am thrilled with the outcome. Uh, they served the, the the project beautifully. They're so skilled. And I've put my life into this for a whole year. I think you'll like the book. I guarantee your satisfaction or I'll refund every penny you invest in it. I, I will tell you, 80,000 copies later, not one request for a refund. Now, there are two ways you can get it since it's not in stores and not on Amazon. You can order it from my office, weekdays, business hours, 800-752-GROW, 800-752-4769. But the better way is to order it from neilsperry.com. Just order it directly, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y 
Com. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Lens Landscape Lighting knows different homes or sometimes the same home may have multiple personalities. From invitingly warm and whimsical to amazingly modern and stylish, whatever your home's personality, we make them shine. Let our creative team of lighting experts at Lens accentuate and bring out the best of every side of your property. Lens Landscape Lighting, we light the way you live. For more information, go to LensLighting.com. All right, my turn. Uh, indeed, it is my turn to tell you about Whiskey Stone. The uh, folks at Whiskey Stone have been in the stone business since 1983. If I do my math correctly, they're in their 41st year. And... I can tell you this is a third-generation family business. Mike and Derek Wisnan, father and son, own and operate this business, and they are leaders in the nursery and the landscape design business. They are very active in the Texas Nursery and Landscape Association. They are beloved in that industry, and they'll be beloved in your heart also when you do business with them because they will bring the most beautiful stone you've ever had in your landscape uh, to your deliver anywhere that you live, anywhere in Texas, anywhere beyond, they can do that. Their stone comes from all around the finest in quarries. 22 acres of gorgeous stone. That's a pretty dramatic statement. That's a lot of stone. So whether it's uh, decorative gravel, maybe it's river rock, all the way up to landscape boulders, maybe it's retaining wall stone or patio stone, they have it all. You're doing a decorative fountain, they can do that. Now, they don't do the actual construction, but they can uh, recommend to you landscape contractors who have the skills, who have the touch, who have the knowledge and the experience of doing the best work anywhere in North Texas. People come from all around to get to Whiskey Stone, Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays. Here's the contact information. It's W-H-I-Z, Stone, Q as in Quarry. Whiz Q Stone, 4501 East Loop 820 South in Southeast Fort Worth. 4501 East Loop 820 South, Southeast Fort Worth, 817-429-0822. 817-429-0822. Whiz-Q.com. It's Whiz Q Stone. I'm Scott from Lakewood Ace Hardware in Dallas. When you need reliable, localized help for those gardening products, come to us. We're the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Scott, very, very much. I think I mentioned that Whiskey Stone is open Monday through Saturday, closed on Sundays. If I didn't, I just did. So there. All right, let's go to Karen in Rowlett. Karen, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Neil. You doing all right today? I'm doing great. How can I help you? Um... I know I heard Aurora earlier talking about tomatoes, and I'm going that route, but a little differently. We planted um, about a dozen uh, tomato plants along with some squash and cucumbers. And we've had, um, looks like the rust, um, what I forget what it's called, but the where the leaves turn rusty looking, and um, we've had leaf hoppers as well. So we've had issues, and I've been using the neem, and then also we had read about the putting some hydrogen peroxide in water to help with the oxygenation, just like once a month. But uh, the tomatoes have definitely kind of run their course; they're about done. And my husband wants to replant, um, and we do have a hot house. So if it does, if we do get a cold spell, we, we're going to move them in for the winter. Mm-hmm. Should we dump the soil and everything that we have because we have had these issues with the health of the plant, or would it be better? Can we treat the soil, let it rest for a little bit, and then plant new plants? for the fall. Okay. Uh, A lot of things I want to make sure I cover. First of all, fall tomatoes, uh, if they're going to be planted in the ground, I know you didn't, uh, it doesn't sound like you're aiming that direction, but they need to be planted by the 1st of July. So we're already on borrowed time. 
Uh, if you're going to plant right. them in containers, they need to be planted as soon as possible, just so you don't have to haul them in and out any more than necessary. Uh, yeah, and they, they are be, in buckets. They yeah. need to be in at least 10-gallon pots, uh, preferably larger, but at least a 10-gallon pot. Uh, that, that probably is adequate. Uh, they need to be varieties that are small to mid-sized varieties, the, the fruit size. Um, okay. I, I hope you have access to those. That, there just aren't a lot of growers that have transplants. I saw some yesterday, but they're just they're hard yeah, to find. Yeah, we use Callaways in Rowlett for most everything. Um, and I, But I haven't been there yet to look uh, okay. to see if they have any. And we did this year, we, we were able to get the smaller varieties to fruit and, and produce. We had the big boy variety, which we didn't get anything from at all. Big boy is what I'm, what I'm talking about. You don't want big boy or beefsteak. Those are disasters. Uh, also, Thank you. I'm, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, uh, not familiar with a, a rust problem with tomatoes being of any common occurrence in our area. Perhaps you oh, did have okay. that. It's much more likely that you had spider mites, which give kind of a rusty look to the plants. Um, okay. So kind of do a little research on spider mites. Uh, and absolutely, they would they would have eaten tomatoes alive by now, and especially if those were the two things that you were using. Um, the hydrogen peroxide, not anything I'm endorsing. Uh, okay. Embracing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say embracing, not endorsing. Um the uh, neem oil, I, I don't know how much good that's going to do on on uh, uh, on the spider mites. But anyway, to oh. the to the point, I think if you if you plant in containers um, and stick with with quick maturing varieties, if you can find early girl, that's a good example of one that will mature pretty quickly. Um, right. Just try to get it done as soon as you can. I don't know that you necessarily have to leave the soil empty, but I'm not a big advocate of reusing soil very many times because it wears out. I I just typically reuse my soil in a flower bed. I don't put it back in the same. I don't plant in the same soil in a in a container for tomatoes. I figure the tomatoes okay. uh, merit a, a brand new uh, batch of potting soil because the tomatoes are worth it. Right. Okay. Now he was using an organic soil along with some cow cow manure and uh, castings, um, worm castings. Does that all sound like a good mixture, or should we go with something a little different? If it if it worked for him, it's a good mixture. If it worked, Uh, when I mix when I mix potting soil for tomatoes, I will have. Um, I'll probably give a different answer every time you ask me, but usually I'll have a, a mix that has uh, uh, probably 40% sphagnum peat moss, uh, 20% uh, finely ground pine bark mulch. Uh, probably uh, I would have, uh, I might have a little compost in it, maybe 10%. I would have some expanded shale because i got to have some weight to this stuff or it'll blow over in a slight breeze so maybe 15 percent expanded shale i might even have a 10 percent topsoil just to get again some some basic weight to it and also uh, to get some uh, micro nutrients and some microbes in the in the mix that may not total 100 percent but somewhere in that range right i gotcha okay all right well this is our first year of really tackling things you know, wholeheartedly. So we're trying to figure out all of the uh, ways and means of doing things. Right. So that that helps get us well, a good start. And I hope so. I did buy your book. So. Well, good deal. Thank you so much. Have a have a good and, and cool afternoon. Good luck with that one. <laughs> Thank you so much for the call. Have a good day. All right, we'll come back. We have Terry in Buffalo Creek, and uh, I don't think Terry is actually in the creek, but we'll. Uh, Uh, We'll get to him in just a second with a a common question uh, on fast-growing trees. And it might be something that would be of uh, importance to you. Uh, would be a fun discussion. We'll do that in just a moment. I want to talk about advanced foundation repair and uh, give you some tidbits on this. Those of us who live on uh, the clay soils of the Metroplex 
have some issues with our foundations. This is a real problem. Now, when we had our house built, we had uh, the foundation was very carefully designed by an architect, and uh, the the house itself, no problem. When we added our sunroom and put a foundation there, uh, we didn't do that one quite as well, and we've had some issues there. Well, advanced foundation repair made our house whole again. They were wonderful. That's where they know what they're doing. They're just fabulous. Now, come to your home, and uh, there is absolutely no cost for the inspection of your slab, of your foundation. If they determine there is a problem, they'll tell you exactly what they would do to correct that problem. And uh, if you uh, say, that sounds like a good deal to me, and you have them do the work, then that work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the home. It's a guarantee that is transferable from owner to owner to owner. They were the ones who pioneered that concept in their industry, and they even backed it with cash in the Texas Foundation Warranty Trust. That's pretty spectacular. That's why they have earned them the right to call themselves Advanced Foundation Repair. That's my line. I'm the one who said that about them first, and I'm proud of that. They're great. It's a wonderful company, and uh, I've been advertising for them for 27 years and standing alongside each ad proudly. I think you'll be happy for this lead. Uh, they do the work affordably. They won't, they won't find problems that don't exist, but if there is a problem there, You'll be so lucky that you found them that I gave you this reference. It's Advanced Foundation Repair. Call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. Foundationrepairs.com. It's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. When you're at home, you can always listen to KLIF. Just ask your smart speaker. This is Real News and Information 570 KLIF. KLIF.com. My electronic newsletter is called eGardens, and I told a caller earlier that if you're trying to figure out what to do when, this is a way that I can get that word to you. eGardens is like a uh, is like an old-fashioned garden section. It comes from my computer to your email every Thursday, just a little after 6 p.m. Now, if there is something that breaks out that is just breaking news, as they say, we may send a very special eGardens out. That usually happens once or twice a year. But that's a that's a very special eGardens, and it's very obvious why I have sent it when that happens. Uh, otherwise, it comes 52 times a year on Thursday evenings. There always is a featured plant of the week. There always is a, uh, a gardening this weekend column where I point out the 12 or 15 things that are most important for you to get done that weekend. And there always is the Q&A section where I answer your questions plus a couple of other stories. If you want to see what eGardens looks like, go to my website. That's where you sign up for it at neilsperry.com. Then you click on the eGardens tab. That's N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Then click on eGardens. It's time now for a little bitty garden tip. I think you'll find it useful. You can count on vines to soften harsh architectural lines of an otherwise unsightly fence. Chain-link fences are at the top of that list, but plain western red cedar fences aren't far behind. Crossvine shrouds those fences attractively, as can Carolina jessamine. Annual vines will give temporary cover, but only for half of the year. The choices to cover masonry surfaces might include clinging vines like Boston ivy and Virginia creeper in full or part sun and English ivy in the shade. Purple winter creeper euonymus is one of our most dependable ground covers. It also will climb vertically as a vine when given the chance. And fig ivy is a favorite in south Texas. It'll be lost when temperatures drop into the high teens. However, we do see it being planted in protected areas in north Texas. One of the most common questions we get about vines is whether they harm trees or walls, and the answer is no. I have more gardening tips for you each Thursday evening in eGardens, my free weekly electronic newsletter. Sign up at neilsperry.com. Thank you, sir. I have another message from Ace Hardware, the people who sponsored this entire hour, this entire program, and have for many years. You know, they are the place with the helpful hardware folks. They have their hose on sale. 
Uh, stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer to find a great deal on Ace SmartFlow Max 50 premium grade garden hose for $34.99. Save an extra $5 with your Ace Rewards card. Pay only $29.99, a limit of two. Uh, Ace Smart, uh, Smart Flow Max is the best premium hose for all your watering needs. With a 5.8 inch inside diameter and strong 400 pound per square inch burst strength, it prevents all kinking and twisting of crush proof couplings and triple frame technology. Oh my goodness, and it's only $29.99 because you have saved the extra $5 with your Ace Rewards card. Limited to, remember, so get in and take advantage of this great special. That's Ace. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks, and Ace is the place with the Ace Smart Flow Max 50-foot premium-grade garden hose for $34.99 on sale for $29.99. Ace is the place you need to shop. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, it's Amy Shawdraw of the Hut. Steamy weather is basically going to continue into next week. We'll check in with meteorologist Brad Barton Monday morning. Try to stay cool. It's DFW's Morning News, weekdays 5 to 9 a.m. on 570 KLIF and 96.3 FM HD2. Thank you, Amy, very much. And finally, before we go back to the phones, by the way, we have a line open if you'd like to call 888-787-KLIF. 888-787-5543. Let's, uh, let's fill the lines up. 888-787-5543. My website is neilsperry.com. And if you go to the website, that's where you can see the sample of eGardens that I was just telling you about. That's also where you buy my book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. It's the only place you can buy my book. Uh, you can call my office. Those are the only two ways. Um, it's also the place that you see my 1001 frequently asked questions. That was another book I wrote that that publisher went bankrupt. Oh, great. That's not good news. So I just put the book on the website. So those are three things. You also see St. Augustine diagnostics. I spent several days getting all that stuff accumulated and Rose Rosette virus information. I leave archived there and also crepe myrtle bark scale. A lot of information at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. Get to my book, Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, by going there, and also sign up for eGardens at neilsperry.com. I'm Hillary from Jabbo's Ace Hardware. When you need reliable, localized help in those great products, come to us. We're Ace, the helpful hardware folks, and now back to Neil. Thank you, Hillary, very, very much. And the phone number again, I'm just going to give it one more time, 888-787-5543. Please give a call. Let's go to Terry at Buffalo Creek. Terry, this is Neil. Good afternoon. Hey, Neil. Uh, Just a quick question. Uh, What would be considered a fast-growing tree that we could plant in our front yard? And also, would a fruitless mulberry be considered uh, a fast-growing tree? It is, if that's what you want. It is a fast-growing shade tree, yeah. Well, yeah, that's what we're looking for is a fast-growing shade tree to, to, to shade our house from the west uh, sun uh, during the summer. Any uh, others that you might suggest? Yes, uh, almost any. <laughs> uh, the The problem comes in that all of the fast-growing shade trees have at least one fatal flaw, Terry, that's the problem for them. You you chose one that probably is the best of the bunch, but even it has has uh, has problems. Um, and and so um, you, you won't see nurserymen recommend them. You won't see landscape architects ever rec- uh, use them in their in their landscape plans, the fast growing trees because they just don't want it on their conscience. Uh, that a tree lived for 10 years and then died. Um, and and that's the problem with the fast-growing shade trees. You know, you... you okay. Uh, and, and so it's I think it's better to go with trees that are going to grow two-thirds as fast and live 25 times longer and give far fewer problems in the meanwhile and, and are, are more attractive trees. 
a lot of the fast-growing trees are messy or whatever. Now, fruitless mulberry, it's a little messy because it'll start shedding leaves about the middle of July when it turns hot and dry like it is right now. And so from now until until frost, you'll have leaves on the ground almost all the time. Um, but they're, they're better than most of the fast-growing trees, better than silver maples, better than uh, catalpas and Arizona, well, Arizona ash is doomed now with the emerald ash borer, but they all have insect or disease problems that, that uh, average life expectancy is probably 15 or 20 years for most of the fast-growing shade trees. The, the seven best shade trees for our area, Johnson County included, would be four oaks, uh, live oak, Schumard red oak, which is, which is outstanding. That would be my choice. Or chinkapin oak, that would actually be my choice just because it's not common. Um, and then burr oak. Uh, my friend Steve Hauser refers to burr oak as the best of the fast-growing trees. It, it grows even faster than the other three oaks. And then of the non-oaks, cedar elm, pecan, and Chinese pistachio. And of the seven of them, the only one that's not native is Chinese pistachio. So those are the ones that give you the best uh, best trees that will grow two-thirds or three-fourths as fast as a fruitless mulberry and live 100 years or 150 years as opposed to 20. I got you. Well, I appreciate the information. Neil, we have your book, and uh, we thoroughly enjoy your show. So Thank uh, you, Terry. Take care. God bless. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you so much for the call. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Lisa in Fort Worth. Lisa, this is Neil. Good afternoon. How can I help you? Uh, uh, thank you so much. We have tried to grow peppers in our greenhouse. Well, mostly in our garden. It's shaded, but something has eaten my peppers, which I love. Mm-hmm. And something's eating on them. All right. Uh, is it eating leaves or eating the, the peppers? It's the peppers. All right. Is this happening in daytime or night? Uh, I just noticed uh, yesterday. All right. Uh, and you, and you last year and this year in our garden shaded we have lattice around it, and uh, our tomatoes are just prolific. Right, but Lisa, uh, is it happening? Is it happening in the daytime or at night? Oh heck, I don't know. I we looked at it this morning, and there's just little holes in them, and I love them. No, I I got all that. I'm just trying to figure out what might be doing it. Uh, so when I don't know. Okay, when you say something is eating it, are you talking about you see holes? Okay, holes is different from chewing marks. You're not seeing chewing marks. You're seeing holes then. Yes, sir. All right, you probably have some kind of a a larval insect. You have a worm going in. Okay. I don't know. And they're they're doing it to our cucumbers as well. All right. Uh, that would be a totally different insect. So you have, sure. yeah, you have a couple of different problems going on. Um, I don't know what it would be. Uh, it could be it's a fruit worm of some sort on the peppers. It may mm-hmm. be maybe something like the tomato fruit worm. I'm surprised they wouldn't be in the tomatoes as well. Um, no. I, I don't know uh, on the cucumbers. Where is the damage on the cucumbers? Uh, like pretty much all over. All we over haven't the... been able been successful with cucumbers or no, peppers. No, 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 no. Where on the fruit is the damage occurring? Uh, pretty much all the way around. All right. All right. And how long have you been seeing that damage? Uh, my husband said uh, yesterday morning when we watered and checked. He saw the yesterday morning. All right. Okay. Um, I don't know what to suggest to you. I don't like to put insecticides out unless I have a target that I know I'm going after. Um, Seven is good on caterpillars. 
I don't know that this is something that Seven's going to help with, though, because I don't know if the adult is is stinging the, the fruit and laying the eggs within. Um, I'd have to do some research for you and, and try to find out. If you go online, I would, I would see what uh, caterpillars would get in the peppers and in the cucumbers. I think you're going to have two different problems completely. Uh, this may be sure, something that I should know, but it's just not ringing a bell from the descriptions I'm getting. I'm not seeing caterpillars. Well, I'm I'm talking about worms of some sort. What I would do is sacrifice one of each of the fruit and cut into it with a paring knife and see what you what you find inside. See if you see tunneling. See if you find a worm, and that will give you a, an instant good link to a good clue as to what the insect is. That's okay, what we well, need. Since, since we're eating them, uh, I'm trying to do a little more organic in my garden. I am too. That's why I'm saying we need to find out what the insect is, and then we can okay. determine what to use. BT, Bacillus thuringiensis, is an organic insecticide. Whether it's going to work on this or not, I don't know. I, I can't help you anymore is my problem, Lisa, because I don't know what the okay. insect is. Uh, by cutting no into one of the fruits, sacrifice one of each of them, cut into it, and see what you can find in terms of, of what is in there. Uh, see if see if there's still an insect in there. Um, okay. And, and uh, then then you can do a little online research and, and try to track down what it might be. I, I've got your book. Would it be in there? No, it is absolutely not because I only put in my book what I know, and I don't have any clue on this one. I understand. Thank yeah. you very, very yeah. much. We're going to have to do some homework, and if I just had some more information, I'll see what I can do in this next break. I don't have a whole lot of time, unfortunately. We're right at the end of the program, but but uh, I would I would look up university insects, uh, cucumbers, and I would I would even put uh, I would put worms and but put the word university at the beginning, and that will put you into university entomology websites. Got so. It. Thank you so much. You bet. Good luck with it. I'm sorry I wasn't much help. I uh, I will see what I can do, but I'm praying we'll get to you too late. Uh, if you can listen on WBAP in the morning, I will do that research as soon as I get off the air. If you listen on WBAP 8:20 a.m. at eight in the morning, I'll have I'll have an answer there for you. Can you do that? I always do, sir. All right. I always do. I will have that for you. Then that's the way I can do it. I'll have something for you in the morning. Thanks for well, calling. Thank have a, have a so good day. You bet. Thank you. All right, folks, my book is Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. It has two ways you can get it, not in stores, not on Amazon. That's two ways you can't get it. One is to call my office Monday through Friday uh, during normal office hours, and that number is 800-752-GROW, G-R-O-W. Don't ever pick an 800 number with an O in it because people dial zero. No, no, no. 800-752-G-R-O-W. Let's do it numerically. 800-752-4769. There you go. A better way, takes all that out of the mix, is just go to my website, neilsperry.com. There you are. You can just order it right now, neilsperry.com. Has 11 chapters, 344 pages, 840 photos. It has a front cover and a back cover, and they're hard. And it has a lot of high-quality paper, and it was printed in San Antonio, out by the airport at Clear Visions. Uh, it's uh, the book I always wanted to have for you. I can uh, hand to you and say, this is the best work I have done in my career. I think it is. Uh, you'll be the judge of that, but you'll find something that will make you successful in gardening in Texas. I sign each copy as it sells, and for that reason, the book is not in stores, not on Amazon. Uh, your satisfaction is completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. Now, here are the two ways. You go to neilsperry.com, or you call 800-752-GROW, Monday through Friday. That's Neil Sperry, N E I L. S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. It's only thirty six ninety five. That's a bargain. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. <laughs> 
This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Hello friends, this is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, or join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy. Pastor Tommy Brummett It's a wonderful pastor. That's our church. Hope you'll join us. Wild Birds Unlimited. That's the McKinney store we're talking about here, and I hope you'll uh, hope you'll get by. They're open until 5 today. They're at 3001 South Harden Boulevard. They're uh, just south of El Dorado Parkway. They're just south of Tom Thumb. They're just south of the Hallmark store, right there, south, 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 south side of McKinney. And they'd love to have you come in today. You'll see smiling faces. You'll hear cheerful people. You'll see people who are loving their birds. You can get everything that you need for your wild birds, whether it's bird seed, those cylinders, those woodpecker feast, and and uh, the nesting bird. I don't know how many birds are nesting now, but they're getting ready to for the fall. And all the other kinds. There are... Um, there are special needs of the birds right now because they're uh, putting new feathers on for the winter time. They're they're shedding their old feathers, so they have special feeding needs. They have all the wonderful uh, feeds that you could possibly want. They have special devices to put in your bird uh, watering, uh, bird bath, uh, to get agitation in it. They have. Uh, hummingbird feeders like you've never dreamed of, just fabulous ones. And most of all, they have all that knowledge and that friendship. They'll recognize you after you go in that store a time or two. They are so good. And they step forward to help you. Wild Birds Unlimited. I love that store. 3001 South Harden Boulevard, just south of El Dorado Parkway near Tom Thumb. And uh, just about a mile north of um, Sam Rayburn Tollway. Easy to get to. Wild Birds Unlimited in McKinney. Hello, I'm Sunny from Commerce Ace Hardware. Each Ace Hardware is independently owned by someone who cares about your community, someone who's there to answer your questions. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And now, back to Neil. Thank you, Sonny, very, very much. And to all of you who have listened today, I appreciate you very much. To Mike Bass, who has kept me on the air today, I appreciate him most of all. He is wonderful to work with. Folks, it's been great. As I mentioned uh, to uh, uh, Lisa just now, Mike and I will be over down the hall and down the down the way and uh, on the air tomorrow morning from 8 until 10 at WBAP Sister Station, 8 to 20 a.m. I hope you'll join us there and uh, stay cool. Get some water on your plants. Get some water out for the pets. Until tomorrow, happy gardening.